0: Welcome in to the NASCAR Vending Preview Show podcast, episode 14. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, joined by Phil of the Full Tank with Phil podcast, here to break down the Freight Auctions 208 Truck Race event from Atlanta Motor Speedway. And Phil, before we dive into the handicapping element uh, of this event, let's look back at Las Vegas. You won the Venmo bet, which many had uh, were talking about that day. Uh, I know you and I had our eyes glued to it, so... Uh, I know I was wrong, but damn, was that a close race uh, all the way through? I'll tell you what we
1: were, we had some fun with that Venmo bet and it was chase Purdy versus Kaz Grala. Uh, I put together like a fight night poster for it just because we were having fun the next day. And I, I will say this, I won the bet and I do think it was the right call to take Purdy, but I was wrong in the sense that I thought it was an absolute layup. And you jumping on that and then some others kind of you put a poll out there some others kind of agreed with you um that gave me a little bit of pause i'm glad i didn't throw like the whole bank account on it but um yeah it it came down to pit road and um even if he didn't get caught speeding or whatever it was on pit road he came out behind purdy anyway so i don't think he would have uh you know won anyway but that, that penalty just put it over. Um, so Mm -hmm. problematic. And and that's kind of what you get when you get these, you know, drivers who jump into the the car and they're not there, uh, each week. So, uh, but it was close. I give you credit for that.
0: It was, it was close. I was very excited not to show my cards, uh, exactly, but I think I told you this via text. I was going to, I had it all teed up. If Kaz won that race or that head to head, I was going to have Kaz do a cameo appearance in your face. I was so excited. <laughs> uh, I already had it, but that—that's the gambler mindset that I shouldn't have. Where I was already thinking about victory. Next thing I know, he speeds on pit road. I'm sending you fifty bucks. I was cordial. But I was nice. I didn't. I didn't jinx anything. So I was. I was nice about it there, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we do one of those, uh, whether it's this week or coming up because, uh, like we were touching right before we started recording, you know, we are now entering the heart of the, uh, truck series season where, you know, we've been one week on, one week off. Well, now we're going to go about six or seven weeks in a row uh, where we're going to see truck racing every single week. So I am so excited about that, and I know you are as well. So why don't you touch on uh, Las Vegas, give a little recap there, and then touch on uh, last week's race at Atlanta for the Truck Series.
1: Yeah, we, we did well at Vegas. I mean, uh, who didn't say to take Kyle Busch? He went out and and did what he was supposed to do um we won some money there i uh, had, had pretty heavily invested he kind of had to be heavily invested um on kyle so that felt good um won some head-to-head matchups as well so that felt good and then plus you know me and you the, the purdy and, and growla matchup to boot but Um, We won off of of Stuart Friesen, even though he didn't finish as great as we thought he ended up uh, clinching a head to head. I believe it was against Matty D. It could be wrong. Um, But the Vegas race makes me excited for this truck season because, you know, that's a, that's a more standard race. We're getting into the thick of things. Now, this, this is where the trucks are kind of back to back, but the season schedule is still kind of wonky, right? We're going to this like weird super speedway. Then we're going to a road course, then uh, the short track and, and then the dirt track at Bristol, like it's just, you know, kind of wonky, but um, I'm excited just to see what everybody has. And Vegas gave us a, a good glimpse of that. And I thought, you know, the Cobbish Motorsports guys were, were good. Um, and, you know, the Toyota's, didn't really do as well as I think we we may have thought, or or some people did. I was kind of fading them, and um, it really seemed to be the the Kyle Motorsports uh, aspect of it from years past. So um, I really just I can't wait because I want to see more. I want to see what everybody has, and um, you know. If we're patient enough, we'll, we'll get there and we'll have more info to go off of each week.
0: Yeah, and like you said, we touched on a lot of good betting opportunities for the public to really tune in on. You know, one thing, uh, and I know you, uh, you do a really good job, which is why it made the decision very easy of you and I doing a Truck Series podcast this year from a betting perspective where you know, this series has a lot of up-and-coming drivers. There are some uh, savvy veterans in there as well. But when you really dive in and understand the team aspects and the engine programs and uh, all the – the nuance elements that we love and we enjoy where the casual gambler doesn't know a whole lot about. It was really cool to see a lot of the things that we talked about prior to that race really come to fruition uh, with that. So as we now look at Atlanta, why don't you touch on what happened here last year? And then I'll go over some of the stage elements and then we'll really dive into where you've, you have found a betting edge heading into the, uh, the race on Saturday.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people were excited for Atlanta last year in the truck series, because of the fact that it was the first time we were going to see anything NASCAR related on the track when the repave and the reconfiguration happened, not repave, but the the reconfiguration into this quote unquote, super speedway. And, uh, the truck series did give them that they, they got pack racing and, and that was the first indication of the weekend. Like, yeah, this is real deal. Like, this is what to expect. Um, I know Brian, uh, murphy on the nascar betting preview show just kind of said hey it's it's apples to oranges each series is different but um i think everyone had eyes on the truck series last year and it, it definitely raced that way um we had guys wreck on the first lap and you know the the field is pretty similar um we, we got you know john hunter Nemechek back in the race but Corey heim was the winner of that race and it was a, a strange ending to the race because, you know, he was Kyle Busch Motorsports at the time. John Hunter Nemechek was a full-time truck driver at the time, and he had Chandler Smith, full-time truck driver, all KBM guys. Somehow, some way, John Hunter's ending up like two laps down, pushing one of his teammates to the win, and he kind of chose Corey Heim over Chandler Smith. It was kind of strange to see. Like, first of all, how is this two-lap guy down making such an impact on the race? Um, but it was that super speedway element to it where, you know, the four car had some speed and he was able to kind of pick one and go. And uh, Corey Haim was really the beneficiary of that. So when we look back at the stats, you say, oh, Haim won that race, right? I think that the books are looking and they're saying, yeah, he's, he's one of the favorites um, to win the race. Not so fast, in my opinion. Um, you know, he was kind of pushed to that win. And, and it was almost like John Hunter was like, all right, I'm going to anoint you the chosen one. Let's, let's go. And uh, that was – kind of how it ended up and now if i was chandler smith i would have been pretty pissed but i think uh, things ended up well enough for him uh in his career so yeah that's that's really what happened i mean we got some wrecks early um we had bigger names it was really a battle of attrition like you would expect on a super speedway we had bigger names dropping out as each kind of incident happened and it opened the door for other people to kind of slide in so uh, we're going to talk about how some of these guys went when we get to some of the bets um, but yeah, it really acted as if a mini super speedway in the truck series. So I'm excited to see what we have for round two. Um, it's, it's going to be tough to kind of cap this, but you know, we're going to take a shot at it, right? We're not just going to sit on our hands and say, oh, this is too tough to talk about. Uh, cause we're not sure. We'll give our college try here, Derek, and we'll see what
0: comes out. Yeah, well, I mean, we did the same thing at Daytona just a couple weeks ago, and we were very, you know, obviously giving a lot of information. These types of races you don't always know, but having these in-depth conversations, and I think having them together, uh, giving the listening audience an opportunity to chime in as well really helps benefit the whole uh, analogy of why we're doing the betting that we are. So I'm really looking forward to diving into from some of the betting elements. Let's go over the stages uh, as we go into Saturday. There's going to be 30 laps in the first stage, 30 laps in the second stage. They're going to happen pretty quick. And then there's going to be 70 laps in that final stage, totaling, uh, you know, 130 laps. So that last stage is going to be, Very interesting to see how it plays out with obviously doubling uh, the race length in its entirety at that point. So where do you want to kick off first? We can go to a whole bunch of different markets, but where do you want to get the conversation jumped off tonight? So I think...
1: I want to focus more on like drivers and and talk about the, the ways that I like to try to make some money off of them. Um, But that naturally is going to be in the, the outright market. And then as I talk about someone, if there's another bet available that I think might be worth it, um, we'll go there as well. Um, So I'll, I'll start just by saying like preface everything. It's hard to win on a super speedway. We know this. Um, So I'm looking for consistency. And if we're looping Atlanta in with Talladega and Daytona, and that's how, you know, that's the data that we're going off of um, the last few races here. So we've got, you know, basically five or four races in super speedways in the last, you know, year plus with 2022 and now 23 with Daytona. I'm looking for consistency and, and who can be a guy that we can rely on to be good. Um, you talk about the stages there, Derek. And if you go back and you watch the race from last year, or even the extended highlights, you kind of see some of the bigger names that we're going to talk about here in a second. They didn't start well, um, and it, that doesn't matter, right? They they kind of moved through the pack. They avoided it, and the guys who are consistent know kind of when to make those moves and, and when to play it. So we're going to start. I mean, I don't see how you can start a truck podcast this week without starting to talk about Zane Smith. Um, yep. He is plus 550 on Caesars. I know Barstool just came out with their odds, but I would imagine. Uh, so you're telling me that he's plus 500, 5 to 1. So 550 is probably the best number for him. And Mm -hmm. he's tough to avoid. And and I'm not trying to avoid Zane Smith. He was the man at Daytona, you know, kind of did the similar thing, like worked his way to the front. And there he is at the end. He's our champion. He's there for a reason. Vegas, he was just as strong. I know we talked about how, you know, we had a lot of money on Kyle Busch for good reason, but he was kind of scaring me a little bit. Like, man, he's going to jump up and do this. And I thought it was really cool. To hear Kyle in his post-race comments, like right when he got out of the car, say to the, the reporter, I really wish we could have raced with Zane at the end. Like this dude just has it going on. And I love it. So for Kyle Busch to say, like, I wanted to see us race against Zane," like that would have been fun to have a, a drag race here at the end. He's got the momentum that you need. And so he's hard to pick against his last four super speedway races. He's got two wins, three top fives, four top 20s. That's pretty damn consistent. He's a favorite for the reason. He just won the last super speedway just a few weeks ago. He finished fifth here last year. He was one of the guys who started way in the back. I think he started 25th, worked his way up. He wasn't really much of a contender. I don't know if he led many laps, but he was there. And, you know, that is all I need with everything kind of combining with Zane to say, like, this is somebody that I feel confident in putting money down on in some way, shape, or form. So um, I think the best bang for your buck is just to say Zane's going to go out and get it done um, at plus five fifty. If you want to kind of throw a little sprinkle on it, you don't want to throw something heavy like a full unit or anything like that. Plus five fifty. Um, I think he he's a good bet um, for all of those reasons. Now I will say there are other ways you could play him and. Head to heads. I I really like a lot of the head to heads that I've seen this week. I actually just did like gut reaction to a lot of them, just punched them in and then went back with my stats and everything and tried to see if they kind of worked out in that manner. And they did. So Zane is up against John Hunter Nemechek and we kind of faded John Hunter last week or last uh, race rather at Vegas. And I'm going to do the same thing this time around. I mean, I hate doing it because John Hunter is such a big name and, you know, he he seems like he would be a a natural pick, but minus minus one twenty five against John Hunter. Zane is the favor in this one. And again, that's for a reason. John Hunter's average finish uh, last year on super speedways in the truck series was 24.0. So Zane just has it going on across the board. Um, So if you don't like the chance to win the race for Zane, I like him just to win this matchup and I would throw a, a, a good amount on him in
0: this matchup. So that's my first
1: uh, call out here with Zane Smith. Any thoughts on that, Derek?
0: Yeah, I mean, Zane, like you pointed out, I mean, it's hard not to like the guy and what he's doing. I mean, he's, he's doing a lot with trucks, obviously one at Daytona, very competitive at Vegas. He's racing in the Cup Series. They're getting him ready to do that uh, in 2023. So it's hard not to like Zane. And at five to one, that pricing is, is short especially at a race like this. But what it does is it gives a lot of value to other trucks in this event that could end up being, it is a wild card event. They could end up being the winner. So I'm really interested to hear some of these names that you're going to call out as I was looking at some of the racing reference uh, data from last year. You know, uh, Stuart Friesen, and I'm sure you're going to get to him at some point, but he had the highest driver rating last year by a mile at 123.8 he's a guy that you wouldn't really think of, uh, at these places. I know we touched on him a little bit at Daytona, but, um, uh, yeah, it, it just kind of gives again that opportunity to say, okay, if I don't want to go Zane, who else would I want to go? Well, the books are giving you plenty of value when it comes to other names, uh, outside Zane and John Hunter.
1: Yeah. You're, you're right about that. I mean, I still think it, you know, I'm not going to be the guy, there's plenty of guys on Twitter that complain about the odds every week and, you know, it's like, all right, you know, we should be getting better odds because it's a super way, or it doesn't even matter what insert track here. We should be getting better odds. I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, I'm just kind of thankful we have something to work off of here, especially for the truck series. Like, okay, we have something to bet on. Here's our barometer. Zane's the favorite. And then let's work backwards. Um, so you got, you mentioned Friesen. So I was going to call him out in a little bit, but let's just jump right to that. Friesen performed really well at Atlanta like really really well like you called it out best driver rating in the race he led 49 laps i, I he was up front i think he put it on the pole or if he wasn't on the pole he's on the front row um, and he was shot out of a cannon so he, he started second um so really good race for freezing and you know I can't take him to win the race because he just hasn't really proven that he does that on super speedways. So my mind is like, all right, he, he had a great performance here. How can I do something? I'm taking him over Matt Crafton this week. Um, freezing versus Crafton. I mean, this is a classic truck series matchup. Like these are veterans of the the show. And you know, if some weeks I'm on Crafton, some weeks I'm freezing. And this week I'm going with uh with old Stu here, Mr. Freeze. He's got three top 20s and and again if you're hearing top 20s and you're like that's that's who cares it matters in super speedway racing because it goes to the consistency so he's three for four for top 20s crafton in the last super speedway races crafton only has one and so head to head here you know we're not talking about a a top five because i think that might be a little bit too much to ask of either of these guys so if you're saying one over the other, I i like Friesen. I think he's gonna take what he learned last year. He's clearly picking up some speed here, um, over super speedway races the last year and a half. Crafton, I haven't seen it. Years past, I, I may be flipped, but right now, right here, I'm going with Stuart Friesen over Matt Crafton. So you mentioned uh Mr. Freeze I had to take That opportunity to to jump in there and talk about him.
0: Yeah, I I don't think that was a bad opportunity at all because I know people, like I said, after hearing his statistics from last year, you want to kind of understand how do you get in a betting opportunity with him? 18 to 1 is his price point. Uh, Firing off right now is the best that I could find. Uh, I'm sure, you know, shop around, find something might be better on him. So that gives us then the Stuart Friesen conversation. Again, you found that matchup on Caesars of freezing over Crafton. uh Where do you want to go next? What driver do you want to target uh, within the uh, market? So there were two
1: guys outside of Zane Smith going in. I try to put some stats together beforehand. I do this for the Cup Series too. Put the stats together, who jumps out at you, and then you wait for the lines to come out of the odds to come out. And, um, These two guys are who I like outside of Zane as an opportunity to win the race. Ben Rhodes, he is going off at nine to one on Barstool, eight fifty on Caesars. And in a season, we talked about him at Daytona, I believe in a season where everyone called it disappointing. He has phenomenal numbers on super speedways. I mean, it's just crazy. It's not the case. Like disappointment is not the case on these style racetracks. Last four super speedway races, we're including Daytona in this. His average finish is 4.25. He had three second place finishes. That's unbelievable. He finished so all three super speedway races in the truck series last year, he finished second place. That is crazy. Like, how how is he not further up the list here then he finished 11th at Daytona this year? Um, so, four for four in finishing in the top 11 in the last four races that matter. Uh, just crazy to me that's consistent like we talk about Zane Smith being consistent that is consistent and so I like the odds here like you talk about how Zane's kind of moving the lines for everybody else because he's such a heavy favorite nine to one damn like I like Ben Rhodes here in this situation and I think the books are kind of sleeping on him a little bit and I don't really know why like he finished second in the goddamn championship and still everyone looks down on his season last year. So I'm sure we'll get to some tracks later in the season where he just hasn't, you know, he's not a guy, but not this one. Um, he will be a factor. He came back. Thor sport made a push at the end of that race last year uh, and kind of tried to spoil the party for for KBN and, you know, almost took it from him. So the, the other way, and I want to just mention this too: true performance rankings. Win the race Ryan Stevens website, he's number one in true performance ranking on super speedways from 2022. That's unbelievable. He's number one by a lot. Um, And so like the guys that are below him are guys who are not truck series drivers. So it's it's Ben Rhodes and then a few non truck drivers and then the rest. So really crazy. He's going off on both Barstool and Caesars against Grant Infinger. Love this matchup. It's even money. Minus 115. I'm going to take it on both books. Um, I don't hate Grant Enfinger. Love, love him from time to time. But the stats are just directing me to, to Ben Rhodes here. How can we get something in on Ben Rhodes that makes sense? This makes sense, a head-to-head matchup. And it really, it's not a, a knock on end finger. It's really, you know, insert whoever into that spot, I probably would have taken.
0: I really like that. You know, Ben Rhodes, you, you kind of listed it, and we were just talking about, hey, if you, you know, Zane obviously rightfully so, a lot of, statist, lot of these statistics there. But when you look at Ben Rhodes, like you said, from Ryan Stevens' uh, vantage point with his performance rankings, number one uh, means something. So Ben Rhodes, minus 115 over Grand end figure uh, you said that's on Barstool, that's on Caesars. So that's a great, that's a great way to start the card. Uh, where are we going to go next?
1: So the other driver, you know, if, if we're not going like super long shots, because I, I don't think I'll call out any like super long shots um, on the, the pod tonight. But Christian Ekis, um is, is someone that I have my eyes on. He was plus 750 at Caesars when it opened up. I, I'm assuming it's still there. I don't know what he is at Barstool, but with Eckes, Man, he's someone that I am really becoming a fan of. And I I'd want to be able to make money off of him uh, on a weekly basis. So if we're looking at the big tracks, right, we're kind of excluding the one race at Atlanta last year. The big tracks, we had three of them since the start of 2022. And he is three for three, finishing in the top five. He had a third, a fifth, and a third at Daytona just a few weeks ago. So Super Speedway Racing clearly speaks to him at Atlanta last year. So I'm I'm not trying to just discredit what happened in Atlanta. Let's talk about it. He was running well. He was up front for a decent clip in stage 1 and he was a victim of Dean Thompson spinning out on his own, unprovoked, just, you know, caught him and ended up finishing 16th. So, you know, that's what happens and you know that's just an example like uh, of being aware this kind of shit happens on these races so if you love Ben Rhodes you love Zane Smith you love Christian Eckes whoever the hell we're talking about here that stuff happens so you have to be mentally prepared for that um, as a gambler like yeah shake it off like go to the next week but if you're looking to set yourself up Christian Eckes you know he is someone that i i really really like so if you're looking at the last four super speed races that's three top fives four top 20s average finish 6.75 i mean best driver rating in all of truck series on the three big tracks in the last three races so daytona talladega and daytona he has the best driver rating um from the start of 2022 season on these tracks 112.4 nobody else is above 100 in that category in that metric So that's awesome. He's got an average of 17.7 laps led on those big tracks. That's the most, of course, and nobody else isn't even in double digits. So loved him at Daytona this year. He performed well. He won us some money. So I like it. If you don't like him to win the race at plus 750, let's talk about another way you can get him. You can get him top five plus 140, I believe, and also against Corey Heim. He is minus 115 against Corey Heim. I'm going to say, I don't think he earned that win last year. I, I kind of alluded to that. Um, mm-hmm. And now Corey Heim switching teams, you know, he's the 11 team now still with Toyota. Um, they've got some work to do, I think. And Christian Eckes, I am just impressed with him. It's been two weeks. So uh, maybe a little bit of an overreaction, but in Daytona, I Sent to our group chat on Twitter, like, I can't wait to see what Eckes has on the regular tracks this year. And last week, I thought he performed very well. So these two so far this year, they've split one and one, but they've been close together. They will be close to each other. They'll be racing against each other for most of the race. So this is not a lock, but I'm just saying, if you like what you're seeing in Eckes and his stats, here's another way to throw some money down on him. So Eckes is someone that I'm high on.
0: Yeah, I like that. I mean, like you said, the uh, top five number there or 140, and then uh, the matchups as well. You know, right now, Barstool has Ekis minus 113 uh, versus John Hunter. So uh, you you laid it out perfectly about why kind of get on those top five. So very interesting. Caesars obviously offers a top five where some of the other books only do top threes outrights, head to heads. Um, And and I was looking at a group bet on him, but he wasn't worth it because Zane and a couple other guys are in there. Uh, Who do you want to – who do you want to chat about next? Cause I think these are really good uh, helping me build a card potentially.
1: Yeah. So we got a, a couple of the, the non outright bets here to talk about, and then we'll just kind of shoot from the hip um, you know, a little bit. So i want to start with a top five and you know, if you want to treat this like a wild card race, you should um, I'm going to treat this bet as kind of a, a long shot. So don't hate me if you take this and it doesn't hit, but it's plus 400 for a driver to finish in the top five. And I think that's pretty good. And I'm going with Tanner gray. Um, This is someone who is kind of sneaky. Good here. Last four super speedway races. um, It's interesting. He's got an average finish of 11.25. So you say to yourself, okay, that's not that good. Like, why are you calling him out, dude? But you got to dig a little bit deeper though, because he's got finishes of fourth at Daytona, 31st at Talladega, second, at Daytona and he finished 8th in Atlanta last year. So that 31 at Dega is the outlier. Um so if you throw that out, goddamn, that's that's three top 10 finishes, two top 5s, really good stuff. And and you can't just throw out finishes, right? Like you, that happened. Um and you know, that's the the breaks, but He is someone that at plus 400, I think this is a miss on the books part. I think they should be giving him a little bit more respect. I think this is the style of racing that he has become good at. And, you know, if you're calling out Tanner Gray, you got to take advantage of the different tracks where his name pops up and plus 400 for a top five, this is a doable bet. So I called it kind of a long shot. This is, this is a winnable bet. And so I like it. He's ninth in the true performance rankings on win the race that was surprising. So got to, you know, give that a look a little bit here. And if you're looking at the big tracks, kind of like what we did with uh, Christian Eckes a second ago, the last three races at the big tracks, excluding Atlanta, he's sixth in driver rating, 84.7. The stats are a little bit separated, but if you look at his driver rating in that one race last year, 104.4. So he was right up there. With the the Stewart Friesens and the the other guys who were doing well last year, finished eighth. He has a shot to finish top five. He will be there in the end. Um, so plus four hundred is a good number.
0: Yeah, and uh, also with that, you know, he had the the most fastest laps in that race as well. So he knows how to get it done. And you read off his statistics there. I was looking at here at Barstool because again, they only offer outrights, top top threes, and then head to heads. Uh, plus 850 to finish top three, which is a pretty sizable number for a guy. You just rattled off some of his statistics. Anything can happen in these races. I know it's not a top five, but do you like that number at all? Maybe that's I mean, that's a stretch.
1: It, it's just, it just gets you right. Because like it does, if you're, if you're watching him, he's going to be, if everything plays out the way that like math would tell you, it's going to play out. He's going to be hovering around that, four to six spot and if you're looking for a third like he's only done it one time out of the four races that we care about um you know that eighth place finish at atlanta you're nowhere near that that third so that's why i like the five it's a little bit more and uh still plus 400 is a good a good uh clip there so i don't know i i think uh i'd be settling with a a top five
0: Okay, so that makes sense, and I, I don't hate the logic at all. I was just kind of curious. I'm curious also to hear from you, though. Who are we fading this week going into Atlanta?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I've got a, a guy. So Hunter, John Hunter, um, is is one guy I, I hate to do it. But another guy that I also hate to do it to is maybe I'm not fading him, but there's definitely a, a head-to-head matchup where I'm taking someone against him, and it's Matt Um Skybox isn't going to like me saying this, uh, and, and I know he's a favorite of a few guys, but DiBettadeno is a strange cat, man. Like, he, 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 his stats on paper, they just, like, they, they, he, he, he's an enigma. He is an enigma. Um, so his finishes on these tracks, the last four tracks that I've been talking about, how weird is this? he has got a first, a Talladega, then a 10th, then a 20th, and a 30th. Like, he's, like, right on. The, the, that's I don't funny. know what you call that. Like, the start That's a trajectory. the trajectory. Yeah. The, yeah. So, if there were 40 cars in this race, he'd finish 40th. Um, but, you know, last year, I mentioned how somebody wrecked in, in the first lap. It was him. And to me, that's disappointing. Because you think about the truck series landscape last year. Like, he's new. He's it's a super speedway style race. Okay. Matty D super speedway guy. And then he goes and gets into the wall and blows a tire in the first lap. Like what the hell finishes 30th. We didn't really get to see what he could do on that racetrack. So, you know, you got to take this with a bit of a grain of salt, but I think he's given us enough, you know, talk about kind of lucking into a win like Talladega. I don't, that was a little, little lucky. I think to, to be awarded that, was- that win. And that was for Mark.
0: That we it had was to give for Mark, Mark. something. The, the gambling gods Mark. gave him something. That's exactly so right. that was for Mark. The gambling gods left
1: something under his pillow and, and yes. you know, good yes. for him. But you think about the other races, right? 10th, 20th. Yep. If you're telling me that Matty D is going to run 12th, 13th, we don't have a huge book on Carson Hosevar, but I have liked everything that I've seen out of Hosevar this season. And, the end of last season, so right. I would like Josevar in this matchup, and it's more so to say, like, I, I just haven't had any reason, I've wanted every chance to trust Matt Debetadetto in the truck series, and he has given me no reason to. So, I'm gonna fade him in that matchup against Josevar.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad strategy. Like you said, it's very interesting to see how his finishes have uh, lined up, but. Not a guy, you know, yes, you can look at some of his cup experience and many will see the name and think, okay, that's an insta-bet uh, when it comes to a head-to-head. But Josevar has a lot of speed in that car, and he's talked about it time and time again, the amount of wins he could get uh, out of the uh, the car th- or the truck there. So uh, good call out. Is there anybody else that we're fading, or is there anything else you want to give the public about what to look for uh, regarding any type of market you want to head them at?
1: So I have one other market. And and then I'll throw a name out there, to you because I, I can't make heads or tails of it. Um, so the the market that I'm going to go with is it's group bet and it's on Caesars and it's group F. I'm going with Tyler Ankrum here to win group F. He's plus 180. He's taking on Garcia, Howard and Holmes. He is the favorite.
0: He, go ahead, Derek. It's a plug your nose. Just hold your nose. Bet kind of a thing with this group. Just gross I... as all get out.
1: Well, wait, wait a second. Let me talk to you about Tyler Ankrum, okay? Because okay. I know when we're at, you know, insert track, uh, Iowa or whatever the hell, like, he's not going to be the guy. Um, but at a track like this, Tyler Ankrum has some speed, super speedway prowess, and he's going up against, you know, some of these guys who, you know, Holmes, I think, actually had a good finish at Daytona, but... Um, that was you know, rain-shortened race, and you can make excuses. So, Ankrum, let me just hit you with this, and then let me see if you still think this is just like a hold-your-nose situation. In 2022, his true performance rank in the Truck Series, you want to take a guess at what it is? I'm going to go with 22nd. Uh, you were half right, second in the Truck Series on Super Speedways, um, only behind Ben Rhodes and a couple of the other non-Truck Series guys. So, that right there was like, damn light bulbs going off in my head like what the hell uh let's figure out how we can do something here um that doesn't include 2023's Daytona race you know understand that but his average finish is 16.3 on these tracks but his true performance ranking is obviously huge 8.6 good enough for second like I said so that's meaning that he raced a lot better than he got you know finishes for and he finished seventh this year at Daytona he was behind Howard not Holmes um so you know he is someone that if he's finishing even 16, right? I said his average finish in the last four was 16.3. If he's finishing 16th, I think he still gives you a solid opportunity to win this bet. Because I think these other guys are guys that are going to be the ones to spin on their own. And they're going to be the, the caution clocks uh, that the truck series is going to get. So, um, you know, and, and maybe I'm being a little too hard on, on a couple of these guys understand but it's more so tyler Ankram. I'm, I'm just really liking this bet at plus 180 for this group and uh you know I, I am excited to see what happened here finished 11th at atlanta last year finishes 11th again this year i, I think he wins this bet so tyler Ankrum, group f caesars and if you like one of these other guys you know if you listen to this and you like one of these other guys let me know i want to hear the case for someone else
0: I've bet against Tyler Ankrum so much uh, when it comes to the head to heads uh, against Derek Krause. So to bet on Tyler Ankrum for me feels like, feels like for me, it would be a lose lose. So I don't almost don't want to jinx that uh, <laughs> for anybody out there. So, all right. So that was Tyler Ankrum. Uh, you said you were going to throw a name out. Where are we going with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll get your opinion. I mean, Ty Majuski, Um, He's someone that I, I can't make heads or tails of right now. i was thinking I liked him for a top five, uh, plus 140. He's plus 280 for a top three. Majeski, this is it's tough because personally, I have a lot of high hopes for Majeski this season, and it doesn't necessarily have to happen this race on a super speedway for him. I think he's good enough at any racetrack, but he's got one top five and three top tens in his last four super speedways. His average finish is 9.7. I think that he's better than he was last year. And I think that there are, you know, more opportunities for him. You think about the the guys who have left the truck series, who are not racing this year, Chandler Smith and, and some others moving up. Um, I think the opportunity here is there. For a top five, but I just can't find the analysis to say like, yes, I'm all in on a top five. And I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts on our guy time Majeski, but
0: I, I just don't see it uh, as like a slam dunk because we talked about, you know, a couple guys already. Ben Rhodes, uh, Carson Hosovar, we talked about a little bit, Stuart Friesen. Plus two fifty to finish top five. I almost I like that better. Um, so it just seems like to me where even Zane like Zane on Caesars right now is minus one sixty. I would never touch that with your money. Um, but <laughs> there's just too many. There's just too many guys that I feel like are could compete within that top five section. And it's another. It's a wild card race. So there's going to be things that happen that we are not anticipating from a handicapping perspective. Now there's going to be a car. There's going to be a driver that just shocks everybody that could be like a Raja Carruth or it could be like a Dean Thompson or somebody like that that just sh- shocks everybody you even talked about Tanner Gray and Tanner Grace plus 400 so again I'm, I'm naming all these guys that we've talked about already we've given some solid accolades to. so yeah for me uh for this week especially it being a wild card I'd say time of Jeske passed
1: yeah the, the reason why I kind of um was drawn to it was just because how the race ended last year like it, it almost kind of t- Turned into like a street fight of you know, gangs. like you had KBM, their whole crew cruising, and then all of a sudden here comes Thor sport all looping up together and coming for it. And, you know, if that happens again, time Majeski, definitely part of a, a really good crew there. go
0: ahead let, let me let me ask you about that because you talked about the manufacturer element with Ty Majeski. They did switch OEMs. They are now a different manufacturer this year. How does that come into play?
1: I don't think. It matters as much to them um because i i think i think what we saw in the truck series and i could be wrong but my assessment thus far and it's two races in was that the teams that were winning with toyota were not doing so because of toyota they were doing so because they were damn good teams and now we see kbm with chevy we see Thor Sport moving to Ford. Um, I think those teams will continue to have success. And now Toyota is left in the lurch trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to rebound? I don't think it was a, because they were a Toyota group. Um, I think we all maybe thought that at the time, because we're like, damn, look how good Toyota is. But it was a little bit of a smoke and mirrors. Let's see, you know, let's, let's talk about that question at Memorial day and see, you know, how we still feel about that. But two races in, I like what I saw about KBM. I've been watching Chase Purdy. I've been watching Jack Wood. Um, you know, At Daytona, they thought they both performed well. Purdy in two races performed well. Obviously, Kyle dominated at, at Vegas. Who cares? Toyota who? Like, What difference does it make? You would think that you'd see a little bit of a drop-off there. You did not. Um, so then Thor Sport, again, they they perform really well um, in, in a few races. So I don't think... I mean, that's my thought. We'll see if I'm wrong, but um,
0: I think it's more about the teams so far. Okay. I think that's good. I think that was a good, I'm glad that I asked that because we were talking about that and I was, I was kind of curious what your uh, perspective was. So uh, give us another driver. Or where do you want to kind of close out uh, the conversations here for the listening audience? I think I know where, we'll, where we will go with our best bet or our show best bet after some of the information I'm curious to see if you agree. So where do you want to go uh, kind of so any final thoughts or a driver that you want to kind of name?
1: Well, yeah, I didn't have anything else written down, but um, I did, realize like as i was kind of you know putting some notes together and talking about guys um throughout this podcast on caesars they have five head-to-head matchups available and i talked about all of them so uh it's like impossible to hit parlays more than like two or three in the truck series because you know every you know the young guys get squirrely and then change a lot of stuff but uh i've got joseph over matty d Rhodes over Endfinger, Friesen over Crafton, Zane over John Hunter, and Eckes over Heim. That's going to get you plus 2,000 um, and some change. So, you know, I don't know, Derek, like, did you have any of those that you disagree with? You want to do another Venmo bet or are you kind of in the same vein?
0: I, I'm in the same this week, uh, unfortunately. I mean, I was hoping to maybe have some uh, spirited debates here, but when we go next week to Coda, I think we'll be able to find uh, a few opportunities there. But yeah, I mean, you touched on all the head-to-heads, which I really I really like. I really like that perspective because it touches on, you know, 10 drivers, and then we listed a, num- a number of other ones as well. I think personally, Ben Rhodes, which you can find on Caesars, you can find him uh, also on Barstool as well. Ben Rhodes over Grand M-Figure. Feels like it should be the best bet of the show, given all the statistics you read off. I
1: like that. We can call that the best bet. Um, You know, hate to do it to our guy and finger, but uh, I really am following the data with the Ben Rhodes stuff. And I think he's going to perform well. Like we said, three top twos last year. So uh, let's see if he can punch through for the victory for us. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And like not it. a whole lot of people, not enough people talking about them. So I think that leaves plenty of opportunity, even if you want to grab them at a top five or you want to look at maybe a group bet on Caesars, but that, like you said, you, you read off all the head to heads as well, put them in a parlay, do something like that. It can be fun. Like this can be, even though it is a wild card style event, it can be fun. It can be uh, you know, profitable as well. So uh, how about you, how about you tell anybody you know how to best support you? Obviously, doing this is is a ton of fun. I want you to plug on your pod what you're doing uh, with March Madness.
1: Yeah, I'll be quick here because because Derek, it's your anniversary, man. So uh, I, I've been holding you up here. We got to get you out of here. Um, but yeah, Full Tank Fills the Full Tank with Phil is the name of the podcast that I do every week for the Cup Series stuff. And um, yeah, we're doing something for March Madness. I love brackets. We're putting the bottom eight in the standings in a bracket to see who can emerge victorious but the catch is we're putting spreads on the matchups so for example we've got cody ware versus harrison burton we've got burton listed as a minus seven and a half point favorite over cody Ware. it gives these lower tier guys a fighting chance against some of the bigger name drivers so we're gonna see who over the next three weeks atlanta coda and richmond emerges victorious in the uh inaugural karch madness so yeah i appreciate Give me a chance to talk about that oh yeah one.
0: no um, absolutely no i i like it and and you know, like you said, I mean, people are sign up now, reach out to Phil, get connected. If you're definitely a new listener, uh, whether you have this pod or of his, uh, make sure you reach out right away because those spots are very limited to a really fun contest that we'll see play out over the next few weeks. But uh, we mentioned it a little bit. Where can everybody else best support you, your socials and all that?
1: Yeah, full tank Phil on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I, I've been using Instagram a lot um, more on race day this year. I like, you know, using that as a way to throw some thoughts out there. So um, for the truck stuff, I'll throw um, my driver group game lineup out there uh, for anyone who's to play that. I'm sure we will use some of these guys that we talked about. I don't have that fully put together yet, but um, may have to use John Hunter, even though I faded him in the matchup, might have to use him in group C. So put that stuff out there looking forward to it, Derek. You mentioned how, you know, the truck's just a good time. Every time I see the trucks on the schedule, I look, what the hell am I doing? How can I be drinking alcohol during it? We're going out. Saturday night, uh, we got a babysitter, the whole nine yards. We're going to get tuned up. And I think when I saw the race start at 2 o'clock, I said, okay, that's where my day starts. Uh, 2 o'clock, kids are napping, going to get after it. And, uh, yeah, it'll be good night, Jim Kite. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, cashing a ticket and uh, (laughs) heading to dinner pretty happy.
0: And then Sunday, am I going to be seeing you potentially put it on pressure (laughs) on you now? It could be, we could have, we could have some fun on Sunday. I know you're going to live it up, which is good. Uh, No kids out with the wife. You should be doing that. So uh, I, I think I told you, I hope you're having so much fun that I don't see you on Sunday, but I might be able to, which would be a lot of fun where we can then converse about what we saw on Saturday, things that we were right about, where were we wrong? And then going into Sunday with the cup series. So Uh, really excited. I'm glad that we're doing this again. Now we have seven weeks to really do this each and every week. Uh, and we need to be getting to an event here soon with the the trucks. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, I know they're coming up in our way in that region. So the best way to support me is at Derek Yoder underscore on Twitter, follow the podcast, download as well, uh, at NASCAR betting preview show on Apple, Spotify, and Google podcast. Uh, you know we're we're doing this every week, and uh, I put out a number of podcasts then for the Cup Series and different betting opportunities there. So Phil, thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, tuning or helping me out here with how, how to get my card situated. Hopefully everybody listening uh, is able to kind of see some of those that feedback as well and interact. Give us your feedback, good or bad. Uh, we want to hear it because we want to make the experience great as well. So Phil, thank you. Looking forward to uh, next week uh, at Coda.